1: This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving.
0: Unashamed and unafraid, because I believe you mean it when you say, I am strong, beautiful, I am good enough. I belong after all, because of what you've done. This is real, what I feel. No one made it up. I
1: am love. Here's your host, Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much for joining the show today. And, you know, it's beginning of the new year, and I know all of us want to start this year outright. And no matter what has happened in the past, it's the past, and we're going to move forward. And I'm preparing right now for uh, my company meeting that's going to be the 16th traditional annual meeting. And uh, the preparation for this meeting is extreme because there's multiple things going on. You know, we're juggling quite a few things, and we have to decide what's the vision, what's the goal, and how are we going to get there? And what are the issues that we need to stress? And how are we going to stress those in a manner in which it's going to be received well and uh, owned up to, and we're going to make it better for next year? So E.C.O.L.A.'s team is putting together an um, amazing meeting, and... Um, So so the message today is really in tune with what I'm facing right now. What I've realized about myself is I'm a strategic thinker, and I never would have growing up in my growing up years thought of myself as a strategic thinker. And what I mean by that, we'll get into that in more detail, but I have strategy, and I want, like with my business, I want there to be a system and a procedure for everything. I can't rely on my brain anymore. I just, I have too much in there and I just can't, I can't rely on it anymore. So I have lists. I have to write things down. I want my employees, my key staff to write things down. And we have a task manager system to where we can hold each other accountable by a certain date. We're going to have this done and so on and so forth. And that's how we get things done. And it's strategic. And we have to know what the end goal is. We have to know what we're trying to accomplish. In order to uh, accommodate that, right? There has to be a strategy. If you're going to win a war, there's strategy. If you're going to win in your marriage, there's a strategy. Anything you're going to do, if you're going to do it right and do it for the Lord, there's a strategy. And we have to understand what our values are. We have to understand what our morals are. We have to understand what's important to us and to those that we're trying to impact, right? If you're tuning in right now, thank you so much for doing so. This is the Sue Free Show, and uh, I'm with KKLA right now. I do the show from KKLA in Glendale, but I also – this show is syndicated, and it goes from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles. And I feel so honored and so humbled to the fact that with the internet and now with the Sue Freeze TV show that uh, the message is getting out stronger and further and I just thank everyone that's listening and, and I would really appreciate it if you could connect with me and how do you do that? You go to sufree spelt spelled like fries one word dot com go there connect with me get on my email list I have things going on all the time I now have ways you can go on there and I'm endorsing certain companies and certain products that I personally use and believe in and uh, you can get involved in these programs. And you can either buy at a discount or you can get involved and actually work from your home and make some money. And we all need that little extra. And time is so valuable that it's a great way to do that. When you go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, .com, there are there are so many things available to you there that I just want you to remember that. Write it down. Not if you're driving. Write it down and go there and check it out. I have videos. I have podcasts. This is all free. And I have some things that aren't free, but worth the investment. So if if you want to move forward in you, you know, if you want to invest in you, go there and check it out because there's quite a bit available to you there. Free and not free. I want to read a scripture to you because I posted this on Facebook recently in the last two nights. And I'm amazed at how many clicks or posts or thank yous um, I've received from this. And it goes right along with what we're talking about. And I have to make it a little bigger. I'm going off my little tiny phone. So it's Philippians 4. And it says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything, tell God your needs, and don't forget to thank him for his answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but that's empowering. It's so empowering. And so many people have said, thank you for sharing this scripture. And I want to focus. There's so much in this scripture about rejoicing, being thankful. But the part I want to really focus on right now, because I have some friends right now that are struggling. And as I talk to other people that I know, it's not something that's general conversation, but it's something that is – really detrimental to any type of relationship. So I want to talk about something, so stick with me here. We will talk about strategy, and this is strategy too. but I want to focus on the scripture that says, be unselfish and considerate in all you do. In my marriage of 32 years, when I looked back at why it didn't last. The one thing that I could say is there was a lack of consideration in our family. There was a lack of consideration. And, and in any relationship you have, being considerate to the, of those around you, being a servant, putting others before yourself, is vitally important to the value you place on other people. The value you place on yourself and understanding who you are in Christ, it all goes together. And we have to understand that strategically, if our goal is, when we say, I do, or we get into any type of relationship, I'm thinking that we want it to last, don't we? We want that relationship to not only last, but to grow and flourish in our appreciation for one another, for our understanding in one another, for our love for one another. And sometimes those closest to us are the most unlovable of all. They just feel more comfortable to be unlovable. And I know this firsthand. It's okay. And we're called to love and to forgive. We are called to do that. But each one of us has a responsibility, don't we, to be considerate of those around us. So there's a certain subject that has come up in the last couple of days that is costing marriages. And I, I actually had an issue with this myself. And it's that word called snoring and i know that sounds really silly okay snoring right but if you have if you snore and your snoring is affecting someone else's sleep whose responsibility is it to correct the issue seems logical seems like common sense to me but those that snore don't realize the effects because they're the ones snoring but the ones snoring don't understand that they're not getting a good night's sleep either. And it's causing irritability. It's causing crankiness and maybe a lack of patience in the relationship. And so the question is, what do we do about it? Now, the, un- the selfish person is going to say, you've got the problem because you can't sleep. Get earplugs. And that is the most selfish answer I can think of. It really is, because if one person has a problem and they're telling somebody else to do something about it, if I have a problem, if there's something wrong with something I'm doing, isn't it my responsibility to do something about it? Answer is yes, in case you're questioning that. The answer is yes. I have a responsibility that if I'm causing harm, if I'm causing distress, if I'm inconsiderate, it's up to me to fix the problem, if I can, So it's up to me to do the research. It's up to me to get the help to to go to a sleep clinic and find out if I have sleep apnea. It's up to me to find out what options I have to make this environment better for everybody that I care about. Right? I can't tell you how many people in the last three days have come to me and told me that they have a problem with someone in their family that snores. And I'm saying to you, if you are the one that snores, I mean, obviously, we're sleeping. Do we know we snore? If somebody's telling you you do, then you do. (laughs) So it's up to you to do something about it. All right. Now, what are your options? I know some of them going to a sleep clinic, getting the device that you put over your mouth. It's a mask that that um, streams air, fresh air into your nostrils and whatnot. Um, You get this same sound it's kind of like the ocean a little bit uh, but you get this kind of sound um, of air it's much better than snoring I mean I can remember times when I had the pillow over my head and I was just praying that the snoring would stop there was a time I'm going to tell you that um, we went on a vacation and I ended up in the bathtub with pillows and putting a blanket to to stop the noise from coming through the bathroom door the bottom of the bathroom door it's not fair That both people can't have a good night's sleep. It's just not fair. So if we are going to be strategic about our relationships, isn't it right that we take ownership for our responsibilities of everyone getting a good night's sleep? That seems simple, doesn't it? If you're tuning in right now and you're a snorer, you're probably mad at me right now. But listen, all I'm trying to do is give you uh, encouragement to go seek help, get in in, in information, just get educated and find out what your options are so that you can correct the problem. Because I'll tell you what, you're not getting a good night's sleep if you snore. You're really not getting to that deep sleep that you need for your health, let alone those that you're, you know, around. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. Um, and I'm I'm talking to you from KKLA ninety nine point five, and I and this station has been so good to me, and I'm just so thankful, and I feel so honored to be part of the station and part of the Salem Communications broadcast. And I'm it's eight years, and I just it, that is beyond me to even think that I've been doing this for eight years, and uh, you know I have no desire to stop. And it just seems to keep going. I'm I'm, I'm walking in today, side note, I was just wondering, I'm thinking, how am I going to continue to find subject matter in which to talk about? So today I'm talking about snoring, but I'm I'm not really talking about snoring. I'm talking about being considerate. And I'm talking about strategically thinking about your life, strategic thinking. So we're going to get right in. And that was something that I needed to do because I have some people that I love dearly. I personally have experienced this situation, and I can tell you, that that person that snores needs to take responsibility and do something about it because it's really not fair to those that you love uh, to cause them to not have a good night's sleep. That's not valuing them, is it? And you're not valu- valuing your temple, your body, if you're not getting a good night's sleep either. So do something about it, okay? And why not now? It's the beginning of a new year, you know? Just start the new out- new year outright. I have a... Um, Victory and you 're going to think that this is really silly, you really are, I, I know you are already, okay when I was approximately six, seven years old, little tiny girl, I had a little tiny girlfriend, and we were in the backyard, and she decided to show me how fun it was to bite my nails, and I am now older. (laughs) I was going to tell you my age, a lot older. I'm over 50. And I've been biting my nails for all this time. And I know that sounds dirty. It's the dirtiest habit there is out there. It really is. And I have to tell you that I've been victorious. I actually put some special gel coat on my nails. And I put a red one on for the holidays because I don't want to see uh, if they're lifting or anything, and guys, you don't need to understand this. But anyway, what I, the point I'm trying to make is, is that I did what I could on my own. I put icky tasting stuff on my nails. I have tried everything, you know, putting gloves on, just making a habit of sitting on my hands. But every time I get nervous or I'm thinking or I'm not thinking, um, I you know I end up with a finger. In my, my, my mouth. And so I am victorious and I have broke this habit of biting my nails. And I'm looking at my nails right now and I'm just so proud of myself because to some of you, it might seem silly, but let's say smoking, okay? This is, to me, the biggest habit I've ever had. It's been the longest going habit I have. And uh, I, I, I have stopped. And so I'm very proud of myself. So any of you, if you have something that you want to stop, don't give up, don't lose hope. There's hope for you yet. If there's hope for me, there's hope for you, and I'm telling you, I am victorious and you can be too. So hang in there and do it. And part of that is strategic, okay? I I realize that this is something I didn't want to keep doing. I didn't want to keep doing this. It does not look pretty. It's ugly and it's a dirty habit. Ugh, just the thought of it is awful. No matter how many times you wash your hands in a day, it's still a dirty habit. So strategically, I decided that this was something I really wanted to do. I wanted to conquer it. And I came up with a plan and I worked my plan and voila. Okay. So let's be strategic in our thinking, in our goal setting, and let's make it happen. And I know we can And 2017 is a great start. It's a great year. So many wonderful things are going to happen. You have to believe it. Okay. Why believe anything other than that? Seriously. Why? Let's believe the best. Let's believe. Let's be optimistic, okay? And let's just think about this. It's going to be a great year. It is. It's going to be a great year. All right. So we're talking about strategic becoming a strategic thinker, and I'm reading again out of this bold leadership book, and it says, here are some insights into how you can integrate faith and vocation, and I'm reading this. It starts with prayer each day. So there's a start, okay? Do you pray each day? Do you pray before you put your feet on the floor? This is a habit that you can create just by 21 days of doing it. You can create a habit of before you put your foot on the floor, you pray. And some of you might not even understand or know how to pray. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be uh, memorized. In fact, it's better. God doesn't want you to memorize prayers. He wants you to just talk from your heart. So basically, he wants you to thank him because we have so much to be thankful for, right? So he wants you to give him thanks, and he wants you to understand who he is so, just you know, let him know that you know that, and if you don't ask him to reveal it to you, give him thanks for what you are, what you have, and then ask for what you need to ask him for that 's prayer and when your prayers are answered, you can journalize it, which is wonderful, or you can do what i 'm doing, which is I have a jar, and i 've asked all my family members to do this, they have a jar, and any time a blessing is answered or they have just a blessing happens. We write that on a little piece of paper and stick it in this jar. And at the end of the year, we're going to open it up and read all the things that happen during the year. Because sometimes we can forget those little small blessings, can't we? Anyway, so as your blessings or your prayers are answered okay you have to give thanks for those don't you because they do get answered and sometimes like the song you know uh thank god for unanswered prayers sometimes the prayers aren't in alignment with what god wants for your life just understand that and it's his time not your time i'm impatient i will admit that and sometimes it takes longer than i want it to to have my prayers answered can you relate i bet you can So it starts with prayer each day. I reorient myself and affirm to the Lord that I belong to him. Do you belong to him? If not, that's easy. Just ask him into your heart, right? Just ask him into your heart and ask him to reveal himself to you, and he will. You need to understand that uh, Jesus is the Lord, right? And that he died on the cross for your sins, and he resurrected on the third day, and he's alive and well, and he's here, he's he's now, right? There is no other God that can say that. So understand that. I want to use my gifts and talents for him each day. Do you? Do you want to use your gifts and talents for him each day? You are an ambassador and steward for him, including the business which has been entrusted to you if you have a business, ministry, family, whatever it is. So that gets fleshed out in everything you do every day, whether it is encouraging others, strategizing, or whatever. Believe the most important thing is people. Our employees, our vendors, clients, and others we interact with on a day-to-day basis. And that is so true. Sometimes we get caught up in the memos and we get caught up in other things. But you know what? Whenever there is a person that's needing something, drop whatever you're doing and deal with the person and whatever's happening. So when you are strategic thinking, what's needed is you need to involve others, especially God. It's critical realization. God is in the workplace, and he is interested in what we are doing. The crux of the matter is this. Are you, are we, willing to collaborate with him? The choice is ours, always. Just as with salvation, we have a choice as to whether we want to involve God. He does not demand that we partner with him, but he deeply desires to have us work with him to collaborate with him. He really does. I know this and I've experienced this firsthand. Some of you might not have experienced this yet, but you will if you want to. If it's a choice you are making and you want to have a relationship with your Heavenly Father, He's available. Wherever we are, God is waiting for us to partner with Him, regardless of the choices we've made in the past. The exciting thing about that is that it doesn't matter if you are a CEO a middle manager, new employee, mom, or prisoner. God loves us and wants us to collaborate with him. I think it's kind of exciting to think about that. So I'm going to read on now. It says, few would argue that the rate of change is increasing. Behind this rate of change are various factors, but access to information is likely the most prominent Technology has speeded real-time communication, the rate at which materials are printed, how information is stored and searched for, and improved analysis and research in every field of study. God has always seen the global community as one system, just as he sees us as one whole person, not fractured pieces compartmentalized to fit in better. Given the reality of the global community and rate of change, the world is looking for people who can identify new patterns by collecting evaluating and synthesizing information while man's capacity to fully make sense of information is limited god's is not god is all-knowing all knowledge rests in the palms of his hands strategic thinking has gained considerable traction in the last 12 years due to the complexity of the marketplace our thinking must be richer and deeper strategic thinking gives us insight as to where we are and foresight into where we want to be in the future For example, strategic thinking could inform a business as to where they are in comparison to competitors, available technologies, and the consumer market, while at the same time providing information as to where technology, society, legislation, or the economy may be going in the next couple of years. Such insights aid in identifying opportunities and potential threats. In a big black box, it says strategic thinking gives us insight as to where we are and foresight into where we want to be in the future. I really like that. I do. And getting ready for this meeting, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We need to understand where we were, where we are, and where we're going. And we need to understand what have been the pitfalls along the way and what we're going to do to make those pitfalls not so deep. And, and make it a smooth road for success, right? So we have to evaluate and be strategic moving forward. Learning from our mistakes in the past is a good thing. And moving forward, not beating ourselves up too much, because that really doesn't do anybody any good to beat ourselves up. What does matter is learn from our mistakes and move forward so that we can be successful. You know, we all fall down, and we all fall short of the glory of God. But he's there, and his grace is sufficient for all of us. So we don't need to beat ourselves up. We really don't. I was in that for a while, and I felt very unworthy of anything and everything. And I can tell you it's really not a healthy place to be, and God doesn't want us there. So we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, Sue Freeze, the termite lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E. coli termite and pest control. Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was two years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic. One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma, Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, how you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.sufreez.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at E.C.O.L.A. 800 332 2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family too. Learning to breathe available now at SueFreeze.com. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Fries, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and E. cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877
0: 332 Bugs. You're listening
1: to the Sue Free Show.
2: Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, contact me by going to Sue Free, spelt like fries when we're dot com. There is a lot of information in that on that website. And uh, when you go there you can connect with me, email me, tell me what you're needing. You know, I have resources, I don't have all the answers. But I do have resources, and I will do my best to help you in any situation and to pray for you. And, uh, Evelyn, I just want to give you a shout-out. And, Mom, I want to give you a shout-out. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate both of you so much. Uh, and moving right along, I'm going to continue on. It says, another example of God's planning is found in Exodus twenty-five thirty, where God instructed Moses to build the tabernacle and provided the intricate details of patterns, instruments, materials, and specific people. Moses was to assign to the work according to their gifts. In Exodus twenty-five forty, God told Moses, and see that you make them after the pattern for them, which is being shown you on the mountain. In this instance, God had a plan. He showed a copy of the pattern to Moses and explained it to him in great detail. In Luke fourteen twenty-five thirty-five, 35, Jesus was talking to a large group that was following him. He shared two analogies. Pay attention to this, would you? For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. Both of these analogies imply taking time to think about the situation and consider whether or not to proceed. That's pretty good, isn't it? We have great ideas, at least we think they are, right? But it's best to get informed, educated, prepared, and most importantly, ask God. The disciplines of prayer, meditation, and fasting serve to prepare our hearts and minds to inquire of God, listen, and think. You know, God is a creative God. All the big ideas come from Him. We are in the business of big ideas. We are judged for our last event. The media is looking for the big idea. When we need big ideas, we pray and meditate on it. We trust God for every aspect. The business is just another vessel for Him to use. When you turn it over to God, He can do great things. He gave power to the apostles to do miracles. I think he still uses people to do miracles today. Do you believe that? I do. So how do you think strategically? Strategic thinking involves five steps. Are you ready? Focusing the strategic thinking, scanning or looking for trends, analyzing the trend information, conducting an analysis of your business to determine strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, taking action, and then keep watching. For the Christian to strategic thinker, there is one more step, and it trumps the worldly approach to strategic thinking, and that is prayer. That is where we will start. Prayer. We have to start with prayer. I want to do what God wants me to do. Do you? I think his ideas are so much better than mine. (laughs) I've learned that firsthand, and it's been painful sometimes. Focusing strategic thinking. Focus your thinking by asking this question. For our organization to be successful, we must be especially good at the following activities. Couldn't you ask the same question? For our family to be successful in ministry, we must be especially good at what? Isn't that a good question? These are things that, if the organization does not do well, could jeopardize its future. List only the top two or three critical success factors. Using this approach provides clarity, and clarity is important for framing issues, a precursor for successful scanning. The framing process includes adjusting attitudes about the process, knowing the assumptions, biases, culture, and history of the audience organization, Understanding the rationale and purpose-driving strategic thinking and how it will be used. Identifying who will coordinate the process. And creating an environment that encourages the flow of information and ideas. See, I'm thinking about my business meeting right now. And I'm thinking about the business, the company. We have 85 employees at the moment. And it's growing. We need 20 more. If you know somebody, let me know. But we have 85, and it's growing to where I don't know all the faces and I don't know all the names. And having this company meeting is going to be great because I can reconnect with everybody and and uh, get plugged in again. The growth has happened kind of fast, but it, we still need more people. But all of these things play into what we're doing right now as far as the organization and understanding. You know, uh, I realized, I think I talked about it last week or the week before about being a problem solver as the CEO and I'm looking for the problem and not so easy to look for the positives. I'm not always looking for somebody doing something right. I'm looking for things that are going wrong so that I can problem solve and make them better. And so if your mindset is there, sometimes we have to switch gears a little bit and be looking for the opportunity. But it's it's a mindset change for me because I'm so focused on you know, systems, operations, thinking strategically, how can we avoid this next time is my question, Right. Okay, this is the problem. What are the solutions? How can we avoid this from happening again? Right? Wouldn't that apply to marriage, too? In a marriage relationship, if you have a fight, which you will. Okay, it's inevitable you have a fight, right? Uh, We argue. I don't like the word fight so much. But argument. You know, we disagree. We have a disagreement. That's even better than an argument. But we will not always see eye to eye on everything. Newsflash. But it's the truth. But it's how we handle the, the misunderstanding or the disagreement that makes all the difference in the world. And timing is really important, knowing when to bring up a subject. When someone's tired, not the best time. When someone's hungry, not the best time. You know, just, you know, think about, really pray about your issue. Identify the issue. Be clear on what it is you want out of the conversation? What is it you're trying to accomplish in this conversation? Is it really going to better anybody? Or is it just hammering someone? You know, what is it you're trying to accomplish in this situation? I'm not an expert. I've I, I just, I've been through relationships and in the workplace and at home and with my children and, you know, with friends and sisters. Uh, and I can just tell you that when there's been issues, it hasn't been really the issue that really became the issue. It was how we handled the issue that became the issue, right? And we need to fight fair. And we don't need to attack somebody's personal character to get our point across. Let's focus on the issue that's right here, right now, not something that happened five years ago. Okay, let's not bring that up. Let's focus on what it is right now. What is it we're trying to accomplish in this conversation? Isn't that good advice? I think it's great advice. And I wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago, okay? But pray about it. You know, if you're not feeling good about something... Go over it in your mind. You don't have to go over it for an entire day. I know I, early on in my marriage, I know that I used to just beat it up inside my own heart, inside my brain. I would I would just keep going over the conversation. And he said, and she said, and I said, and this blah, blah, blah. And it just became so, um, I don't know, I want to say minutiae, but I don't even know if that's a word. It just became so like a pile of you know what, really, because it really didn't matter anymore. But what mattered was, well, gosh, he said it in such a tone, or he, he yelled or, or said this word or something, and that's what became the real issue is valuing each other, being considered of one another. And if our goal is, is to bring us closer, then let's focus on bringing us closer, because isn't that truly what we want? I want to seek to understand more than to be understood. Breath, because I want you to think about that. If we are focused on serving one another and putting the other person first, then don't we need to seek out their point of view and their heart in the matter more than our own? If we're so focused on our point of view and our heart and our everything, um, we're we're really not there to listen to the other party, are we? I don't think I'm off subject because strategic thinking is, if our strategy is, is we want our relationships to be better, it is strategic in thinking of how we're going to make that happen. And sometimes we just have not been taught the tools. We don't have the tools of fighting fair. We didn't experience it growing up. We just don't have it. I know there's a lot of hurting people out there right now, and you might be one of those. And, and what I want to say to you right now is, I hurt for you, and I don't even know who you are, and I hurt because I've hurt so much, and there's been so much pain, and I don't want anyone to hurt. I don't want anyone to feel pain. I do know that the pain and the hurt that I've experienced, I feel I'm a better person because of it, but that doesn't feel good when you're going through it. It so does not feel good, and there's been so many times I've looked up and said, God, you say you won't give me more than I can handle, but I can tell you right now, this is way more than I want to handle. But I'm still here. And I think that everything that's happened has prepared me to be on this show talking to you right now. And there is no place I'd rather be than right here right now with you. And for that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that my life has mattered, that because of the things that have happened, that it can make a difference for maybe you. You know, Maybe I can inspire you or encourage you just to, Get up and understand that you are ambassador, that you are victorious, and you might not feel it, but you are, and you have to start saying it, which is the second dial on the Free site. Go there, and it will teach you how to get the mindset that's going to help you get through trying times. And people have asked me about foods I eat and things that I do, and I can tell you that a lot of those companies are I'm endorsing them on my on my website now because I believe in them so strongly. There's a tea that I've drank, been drinking, drank, I don't like that word, but um, drinking for I don't know, 25, 27 years. I haven't really calculated it. And people say, you know, how do you keep so energetic? How do you, how do you keep doing what you do? And I'm I don't have an answer other than what I'm putting in my body, you know, and my mind. I think my attitude is uh, served me well. And it could serve you well, too. But strategically, let's think about what the goals are for 2017 or even for January. <laughs> let's, how about today? Let's think about what are the goals for today? What do we want to accomplish today? Do you want to stop biting your nails? Do you want to stop smoking? Do you want to eat less? Do you want to lose some pounds? You know, what is it you want to do? Do you want to dress better? Um, do you want to have a better vocabulary? Do you want to learn more scriptures? Pick one. Just pick one. You know, these New Year's resolutions, everybody says they don't work. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think we need to be reminded of what they are. You know, if we just say it one time and, you know, say it and then just don't even look at it again or, you know, think about it again, then obviously it isn't going to work. And buying a gym membership doesn't help you lose 20 pounds. Okay, it just doesn't. You have to do the work. Right? You have to set a new habit in motion. You have to be strategic in your thinking of this and this equals that. I hope you're getting this because this is so important. And I just want you to understand that you can't change another person. You can't change another person. You can't make another person want to get help and stop snoring. You cannot change that person. You can't make that person do anything. They have to want to for themselves or for you. Either way, You know, their body is their temple. Your body is your temple. And it's up to each one of us to take care of that with what we put in it. Through our ears, what we hear, through our mouths, what we eat, through our eyes, what are we looking at? What are we reading? What are we thinking about? We can hold our thoughts captive. Did you know that? God talks about that. Hold your thoughts captive. If there's something you're thinking about that you should not be thinking about or it's not good for you, then rebuke it, stop thinking about it, and replace it with something that's good. Go to SueFreeze.com. Print out for free the I am's. Read those daily. I guarantee you that your life will change. When you start thinking and changing the way you think and the way you do things, be strategic. Set a plan. Have a goal. And work it. Work it. And you'll stop biting your nails. It only took me 50-some years, but that's okay. I did it. I'm victorious. In Jesus' name, I'm victorious. And you can be victorious, too, no matter what you're going through. No matter what you're going through. Put your hope, your trust in God. Do what you can do. You cannot c- control another person. You just can't. There's been so many times I've wanted to, but you can't. That person has to want and desire a change. You can talk to them, you can pray for somebody to come in their lives that can maybe touch them in a different way than the way you can. I know I prayed that many times. Another thing we need to do is we need to scan. We have to be a scanner. And I've had friends tell me that this is what I'm really good at, and I didn't even know that th- that I did this. But I'm constantly scanning. I am focused on, I, I see things different than most people, and I'm constantly scanning. I'm scanning people, body language. I'm also scanning advertising marketing that's going on around me all the time. I'm I'm focused on, you know, buildings being built and what kind of materials they're using. And I'm looking at the automobiles and what kind of automobiles am I seeing the most of and who's driving them. I'm looking at colors that are predominant right now. I'm looking at uh, music and how what's the trend, the trends that are going on. These are really important in business. What's the trend in the business world? My competitors, what are they doing? These are things that I'm always focused on. I look at everything. It's kind of exhausting at times, but it's very fun. So then, after I scan, I analyze the information. And here's what it says here. Equally important is looking at these trends through the lens of organization. This is done through conducting a SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Now, if you think about that, do we have strengths and weaknesses in our marriage? Do we have strengths and weaknesses in our business? Do we have opportunity in our marriage? Do we have threats? Absolutely. Absolutely. So SWOT, it's almost like SWAT, but SWOT. Okay, and you need to be uh, looking at these things and analyzing the information because this is important for moving forward. You need to understand where you are, what's coming at you, to know how to best put yourself in the position of strengths. Opportunities are emerging trends or events that the organization is positioned to benefit from or could benefit from if necessary changes are made. As you consider strategies, ask yourself, are these strategies consistent with your vision, mission, and values of the organization? When I say organization, understand you can replace that word with marriage. You can, you you know, anywhere you want to put it, it works. Flipping this page. Okay, taking action. (laughs) So many people gather information and, and do all that, but then they don't take action. So my prayer is always that there'll be ears to hear and action will take place because what good is it to hear something and not do anything about it, right? If somebody's telling you, for instance, a spouse, girlfriend, significant other, somebody in the workplace is telling you an issue or telling you something that, They're wanting to have something done about and you don't do anything about it. What happens in that relationship? There's a lack of belief, a lack of faith. They feel like it doesn't matter what I say. It's not going to make any difference anyway. A person loses a value. That's a value statement or lack of value statement that I heard you, but you know what? It doesn't really matter. So I'm not going to do anything about it. I hear that you're not being able to sleep. And then I'm snoring, but I'm going to do nothing about it. What kind of message is that person giving? Not a very good one, is it? Take action. That's the message. After analyzing the information you collect in the scanning process, it is time to make a decision. First, what is your vision? Second, how will you communicate that vision to others? Third, what goals do you need to have in place to reach your vision? Fourth, How will you know if you have been successful in reaching your goals? Vision is an ideal and unique picture of the future. It is a mental journey from the known to the unknown, creating a future from a montage of current facts, hopes, dreams, dangers, and opportunities. Wow. That's a lot, isn't it? But we have to take action, don't we? Because if we don't, things just kind of, they just go down. They just go down. And then after taking action, there's another step, and it's keep watching. Vision is an ideal and unique picture of the future. But you have to watch. You have to watch to see that what you're putting into place is really functioning properly. You have to watch to make sure the outcome that you were desiring actually goes to fruition. Is that happening? Is that what's happening, or is something else happening? And if something else is happening, you've got to redirect, you know? You have to do something different. So the following are practical tips and principles found in this chapter. So here you go. Give your business and thinking over to God. Realize that God is your biggest, most important resource. Pray about your business, employees, customers, present and future, and ask others to join you. This goes for your marriage, too, doesn't it? It goes for ministry, too, doesn't it? Encourage and involve employees in the strategic thinking process. Involve your whole family. When focused on an issue, collect lots of ideas, even crazy ideas, and synthesize them down to those that make the most sense. Embrace your intuition in the strategic thinking process along with quantitative information. Watch for emerging trends and events that may represent opportunities or threats. Remember that the seeds of the future are growing today. As a leader, it is your responsibility to create an environment that encourages and models strategic thinking. Strategic thinking is biblical. Bathe the process in prayer. Look at what God has created as a model that can be applied to improving processes or developing new solutions. Keep eternity in view as you conduct business. Same goes for marriage. Consider whether you have the time, talent, and resources before starting an initiative. The exception is when you're, you are convinced that God has called you to a task Embrace spiritual disciplines in the strategic thinking process. I'm talking fast. I'm sorry. Remember, we are created in his image, a part of which is to be creative and strategic. Dream about the future. Give others hope. Look for ideas and emerging trends outside of your sector. Build a strong network and engage with them about emerging trends and what they may mean. Focus your strategic thinking. What are the two or three top critical success factors for your organization? And there's more, but I'm going to stop here. Listen, whatever you heard, whatever is the golden nugget you're taking away from this show today, please share my show with others. Please go on, Sue Freeze, like fries, one word, dot com. Please do that. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Reach out and look for opportunities to serve one another. God bless you.
1: This has been the Sue Freeze Show, sponsored by Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services.